Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. So next we have Blue Tree Network Epic Patient Access Specialist. And as the Epic Patient Access Specialist, your job is to focus on strategic opportunities and search out improvements to processes. All right. Search out improvement to processes. So I can see that. And you can work from home. Yeah, again, yeah, you can work from home. All right. The next up we have... Meditelecare, which who a clinical psychologist. Now I know this job is gangbusters right now because there are so many people that can't get to their therapist. So we are all learning that we can do meditelecare now. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So it doesn't matter what state you're licensed in. This is a growing company, and they support relicensing for on-staff psychologists. Again, you can do this remotely. You'll be helping underserved patients in rural areas receive mm. healthcare assistance they deserve via televideo. Awesome. And as a bonus, LinkedIn listed this industry as one of their most in-demand industries during this coronavirus outbreak. So again, if you are a clinical psychologist, hey, mm-hmm. help out rural America. Did I say that right? It's one of those words I have to say real slow. Rural. <laughs> All right, Chibani, is that how you pronounce that, that company? Chibani Retail Sales Execution Specialist. So in this remote job, you'll be responsible for enhancing Chibani's in-store selling and helping ensure the company's distribution, pricing, and promotions are executed without a hitch. There's a joke in here about getting yogurt as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get some free yogurt, possibly, you know, go for it. All right. Next up, we have an architectural project manager. The employer is Jones Sign Company Incorporated. Um, Jones Sign Company Incorporated is based in the Chicago area. But again, it's a remote job. You'll be able to manage a variety of custom build projects from the comfort of your home or your beach or wherever you are. Jones Sign Company specializes in building facades curtain walls in places like, you know, hotels and convention centers, stadiums and arenas. So you'll, you know, be the person that helps put all that stuff, not put it together, but arrange it all. Okay. So next is a front end principal engineer with the company Stitch Fix. For those of you that do not know, Stitch Fix is a company that is subscription based and you um, can get clothes from them. It's like a personal shopper. I have the app on my phone. I've never used it, but it's here. I did it for a little bit. Oh, here we go. But if you've got the tech skills and design know-how, you can enjoy a fully remote position with it. Stay at home personal styling service stitch fit. You'll be working alongside the product and marketing design teams to create a compelling landing page for customers. So that's pretty cool. Yes, it is. Next up, Monzilla. I didn't know they were still around, but I think I may have mentioned them earlier, but only because I just saw them. They're looking for staff support representatives. Factoid, over half of the Monzilla team works from home. (laughs) I didn't know that. So as a remote staff support representative, you'll be responsible for delivering support to the team 
on multiple channels from writing approachable help content to troubleshooting and working through technical issues. Not bad. Okay. So next you have implementation specialists with McGraw-Hill. So McGraw-Hill is an Ohio-based company that works to help learners, educators, and institutions around the world. You'll be working in the pre-K through 12th grade arena. That's notable, very important. Uh, You'll be creating curriculum and digital tools that will be utilized by millions of educators and students. And again, you can do it from home. I need to talk to them. Aren't they? I felt like they made books or something. Mm -hmm. I think they're a publishing company. Okay. Okay. All right. I was like, that name sounds really familiar. All right. So next we have an account executive for a company that's based in New York City, New York City called Next Patient. So you won't have to travel to New York City (laughs) because... It's not a good place for you right now, but they're looking as an account executive, which is a sales position. You're going to be looking for new leads within your assigned medical verticals. You're going to be supporting accounts and running next patient demos. It's a remote gig and it's perfect for anyone who can negotiate and close contracts smoothly using the phone and email. I'm thinking about a client for that one. Oh, wow. All right. Nice. So Chipotle or Chipotle, depending on, you know. Depending on nothing. Depending on nothing. Chipotle Mexican Grill people, they're hiring a people experience partner. So if you love working with people who are itching to play a role in a growing company, this remote job is just for you. As a people experience partner, you'll be partnering with Chipotle restaurant leadership in developing employees in order to drive the company's strategic priorities. I will keep my jokes to myself. All right. Story editor, Chalkbeat. Okay. So a Chalkbeat story editor is going to be responsible for working one-on-one with bureau chiefs and reporters before adding perspective, context, and clarity to the content. Chalkbeat is a New York City-based company, and they are open to considering a remote team member for the jobs. Not sure how many jobs they have, but again, they're looking for a story editor. And last but not least is a plumbing technical support agent. And this is with Toto USA. Mm-hmm. Toto USA is based in Orlando, Florida, but you can work from anywhere with this remote-based technical support role. Each day you will be responsible for fielding questions from customers, distributors, and manufacturer representatives to ensure products are properly installed and working as they should. One more. Yeah. Plumbing technical support. I would have never put those two things in the same sentence. Even as I was reading it, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I I heard you say plumbing. I keep hearing tech support. Okay. Um, There's also a position called an associate medical director um, with a company called Health Quilt. And uh, Health Quilt is an association made up of uh, physicians, nurse practitioners, specialists, allied health professionals, pharmacists, dietitians, and health educators. And your job within the company will be to lead and develop new medical service delivery areas, monitor and evaluate programs, and assist in the formulation and revision of policies and protocols. So again, a lot of stuff in that healthcare space, uh, whether you are a doctor or not, but they, are, they, need, they need the skills and these are things that you can do from home. And I absolutely love it. All right. Now my favorite part of any show is the top five news stories. (laughs) 
So top five, yeah, over the last couple of weeks is that the United States Army is gauging interest in voluntary recalls of medical soldiers. So the United States Army is asking retired officers and non-commissioned officers and any soldier who would be willing to assist with the coronavirus pandemic. So that means you veterans. So if you are MOS, uh, 60 Foxtrot, which is a critical care officer, 60 November, which is an anesthesiologist, 66 Foxtrot, nurse anesthesiologist, 66 Sierra, critical care nurse, 66 P, what's P? Papa? <laughs> 66 P is in Peter, nurse practitioner, 66 Tango, emergency room nurse, uh, let's see, 68 Victor, respiratory specialist, and a 68 Whiskey, which is a medic. So the Army is asking for anyone that had training in those MOSs, which are jobs, to um, contact the Department of the Army and tell them that you are willing to provide care and help. If you are working um, at another hospital or doing something else, they're not worried about you. They don't want to take away from the current care and treatment that you're providing to the nation. But if you're not, they want to hear from you stat. And I am happy to report that over 9,000 people have responded to the Army. So kudos to them. I'm Army strong, Army proud. So I'm very happy uh, to hear about that. So that that put the big smile on my face because we work. (laughs) We're workers. All right, next story is... um, Airbnb and Uber was asking the government for bailouts. I have a little bit of a problem. Oh, look at your face, Sade. I think you're thinking <laughs> what I'm thinking. So here's the rub with that. Um, Uber and Airbnb and a lot of these gig economy companies don't have employees. They have some employees, but the bulk of their where the rubber meets the road is uh, contractors. So if the majority of your workers, so that you're not paying uh, employment tax, you're not paying into Social Security, you're not paying into Medicare or any of these things, why are you asking our government for help? Because you wanted to go the cheap route. So I don't know what the government did with it, but I hope they put tons of stipulations on it. But if all you hire are contractors, I don't think you should be entitled to anything except, you know, your overhead shouldn't be all that much. <laughs> Unless you are paying some type of additional payment to the pe- to those 1099 work contract workers, right? right. Typically, it's, it's pay for play, I guess. If you don't work, you don't, you don't get, get paid. paid. So, And again, unemployment is going to be paying those people because nobody's riding Uber and Lyft right now. So if your business model didn't account for this, you know, you should have cash reserves that should be able to help you out for, you know, you just went public. So I know you got cash on hand. Don't be greedy. All right. Here's another story uh, that kind of broke my heart. Mall owners, um, I don't know where these malls are, but mall owners were asking their retail tenants to pay rent. What that just do to your heart? This... COVID-19 is just affecting individuals, it's affecting small businesses. And so it's not just the individuals that are having issues paying their rent. It's the um, business, the small business owners that work out of these complexes as well. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's important. And, and, and I'll, I'll take a slight tangent. You and I had a conversation earlier about giving people ideas about how to preserve their cash, preserve their money. So there's a balance of that with also supporting your local and small business owners, right? Well, I don't consider like, well, number one, we can't go, excuse me, we can't go to a mall right now. Okay. Yeah. We're out of 40 of the 50 states are shut down. So you can't go to a mall right now. 
everybody's going to be receiving some type of bailout, including the mall owner. So I'm hoping that they come up with something or, you know, forgive the rent or something like that. But you're, you're asking for blood from a turnip. You know, they're letting employees go. JCPenney's just laid off like 90,000 people. Macy's and Bloomingdale's are laying people off. Neiman Marcus was considering filing for bankruptcy. Ooh. And, you know, Barney's, and Barney's is, is, is going, right? We knew that the retail space was in jeopardy anyway. The mall owners should also know. And, and just to be quite clear, don't, I don't feel sorry for mall owners because malls were created for a tax break for really, really rich people and corporations. So uh, sorry, but a lot of those tax breaks have gone. And so that's why a lot of the, the retail malls are, are suffering in addition to we can do everything online. All right, so here is a story that, oh, what were you going to say? No, no, I'm just saying, I I didn't even think about it from that perspective. So yeah. Well, I usually know how uh, tax laws and and things come into place. Like even with artwork, that was all to save rich people money so that they would continue to buy artwork. They made, they created a tax deduction so that the rich people can donate their artwork to museums and then they'd be able to buy more artwork. Because once you fill up your walls, right, the walls are full. So the, um, what do you call those auction houses or wherever you buy the, uh, what do you call those places where you go buy your art? The galleries, mm-hmm. the galleries, the auctions, and a couple of other people got together. And this was a long time ago. And they, that's how, that's why you can write off your artwork and when you donate it and all that stuff. All right. So here is a story and I'm pretty sure there are many more like that. And if you hear about any heartwarming stories, please let us know. But I'm telling you about this because uh, the granddaughter of Walt Disney, he was, she was also at Davos um, weeks ago talking about pay and that CEO pay is way too high and it's out of whack. Now, she's rich, not rich because she's a CEO, rich because her family became very wealthy, okay? Right. Total difference. Um, now, what ended up happening at Disney, and Disney will forever be on you know, my dream team, Bob Iger, who is the outgoing CEO has, is foregoing his entire salary. Bob Chepek, who is the new incoming CEO, has taken a 50% pay cut. Mm-hmm. The executive vice presidents have taken a 30% pay cut. The senior vice presidents have taken a 25% pay cut, and the vice presidents have taken a 20% pay cut, and all these pay cuts go into effect April 5th. Um, one of the things about the stimulus package that I loved, again, kudos to the Democrats. There's some stuff they did that kind of upset me, but one of the things they insisted was that any company that takes any money from the federal government, the CEO cannot make more than $425,000, okay? Then that may be a lot to you, but if you're used to making $15 million, and then they tell you you can only bring in $400,000, there's some suffering going on there. And believe it or not, people who are wealthy also live paycheck to paycheck. There's this lovely show. Um, that we had watched. Remember I told you about it with, with the, repo, the repossessions of the planes, the small planes and the, and the, and the yachts? I tell you about the show? Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll have to talk about it offline. But yeah, so there are people that make a lot of money that still have the same bad habits they had when they didn't make a lot of money yeah. and they are living paycheck to paycheck. All right, this last story is one that you and I, Shardaya, have a lot, had a lot of feelings about and we were, you know, very upset last week. Um, It is the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, selling stocks after they were briefed about the coronavirus. So there was a um, senator who was the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee. His name is Richard Burr, I believe. He's being investigated. Kelly Loeffler out of here, our great state of Georgia. Uh, She just became a senator. She took um, uh, Johnny Isaacson's seat. Well, and and there's a bunch of people. So first, let me give you a little bit of background. 
there's a, a law against insider trading. If you remember Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart went to jail because somebody gave her a tip that a company wasn't going to be doing very well or going bankrupt. And either her broker told her and she said sell, or she found out and called a broker and said sell. Martha Stewart went to jail. She's uh, tougher than a lot of rappers. <laughs> she, got, she got real street cred, right? So insider trading is against the law. We as financial planners, if let's say one of our one of the uh, one of our clients that works for a major corporation tells us something that's not industry or street knowledge and we act on it, we lose our licenses and go to jail. So what these people in the Senate Intelligence Committee did was they received information about what was going to be happening as this virus started to kind of spread throughout the country. And what they did number one is they told everybody that everything was fine. There's nothing to worry about about this virus. You know, it's business as usual. Just go on about your business. Don't worry about it. But what they did behind the scenes was they sold a bunch of stock so that they wouldn't lose when the market crashed. And then they bought stock that they thought was going to do well during the virus. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Those are the facts. (laughs) Those are the facts. I am beyond disgusted. Uh, I don't remember the name of the law, but during the Obama administration, and it's not just Republicans that do this, Democrats and Republicans do this. And I think anybody that is involved that knew that we were about to get hit with a plague and decided to save themselves and not think about their constituents does not deserve their job. They don't give a you-know-what about me. They don't give a you-know-what about you. They were thinking about their darn selves, and that is selfish. Yeah. So during the Obama administration, he had passed a law that said that any stock trades that any Congress people or senators do has to be public knowledge. And we would have been able to go online and it's still public knowledge, but we'd be able to go online and see that. One of the first things they did with this new administration, and it may have even been before he went out, they changed the law. And now you have to go to Washington, D.C. You have to go to one of these smelly buildings. You have to go into the basement and you have to go through files to find these people's trades, which nobody's going to do except for reporters, right? Because that's what they do. So Mm -hmm. the laws have been changed. I think they need to be changed back. Uh, I think it is important that we see the trades that these people are making because they are privy to information that we don't find out about until like months after, just like with with this COVID thing. I I, I think it's criminal. I think at least they should lose their jobs. You know, take it a step further and serve some time just like the rest of us. I think serve time because insider trading, you go... You do not collect $200 or 400 or whatever it is on Monopoly now. You don't collect that money. You go directly to jail. Um, the bad thing about Kelly Loeffler, you know, and, and, you know, full disclosure, I was a season ticket holder for the Atlanta Dream for the past, from 2008 till last year, 2000 and so 10 years or so. I don't know. I can't count. Um, but her husband is the president of the New York Stock Exchange. And man, like... She knows better. <laughs> like out of anybody who knows better, she shouldn't. She knows better. And I had the the utmost respect for her um, before she ran. You know, but again, unless you really know people, you gotta kind of keep them off that pedestal. You know what I'm saying? So I I I agree with Shardaya. I think anybody that um, is involved in this, I know they're going to be doing an all out uh, investigation. But I think every senator. Every congressperson, I don't care who you are, I don't care what your party is, I think you should lose your job 
you should lose your benefits, you should lose your pension, and you should do jail time. Because, oh, well, we'll talk about this in the next show, but I do believe that they gave themselves a raise in the stimulus bill, a $57,000 a year raise. I'll have to look, do some, I don't know if it was just rumor or, but I haven't had a chance to dig through yeah. You know, I've been worried about what, you know, our, our clients and what business owners and the people need to know about. So I wasn't worried about that. But I think they may have given themselves a raise and I'll find that out too and scream bloody murder about it. So we can do it together on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to circle back because um, I did find the actual numbers about the numbers regarding the, the cutoff for, for the stimulus checks. For the stimulus checks, okay. yeah. Two things. So one, uh, you the only thing that you really have to do is have filed your 2018 or your 2019. If you've done 2019, it's according to your AGI, right? So if your AGI was above as a married couple above 198, $198,000, you don't get anything because between 150 and 198 is where it starts to get reduced. And it's actually $5 every $100 after 150,000. And then for individuals, uh, they are eligible for the money uh, completely at the 1200. If your income is 75,000, it starts to decrease again and it's completely phased out at 99,000. And do you see head of households? I don't see anything about the difference. And no, I don't see that. All right. Well, we could just rock with the married filing joint and the. Um... But just know that for the head of household filers that they're they start phasing out at one twelve. So um, you can go on the IRS's website and and find out some of that information. It's good to know that that two thousand nineteen, if you file your taxes, that that's that's good too. Because people, you know, depending on their the the consistency of their income, one year might be better than the other. So. Yeah. I'll be filing my twenty nineteen taxes right away, <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> Alyssa Chardet, I wanted to thank you for co-hosting with me again, and um, we'll be doing this again. So again, if you people listening to us, watching us, have questions about anything that we're talking about, what we'll end up doing is a watch party one evening so that our West Coast people can also um, chime in. And Chardet and I will be online, and if you have questions, we'll be able to depending on the question, we'll be able to type them back. <laughs> we may be able to type some answers back or, or something along those lines. But any questions that you have about uh, your portfolios, anything like that, Shardaya can handle that. I think you're doing like uh, statement reviews. If you're about five years away from retirement and you're a little concerned about the, the virus and you haven't made any changes or made changes um, so that you don't totally hold yourself up, this is the time uh, to speak to a professional. So go ahead and give Shardaya a call. I think she's charging somewhere between $25 and $50 per statement. She's not managing your assets, nothing like that. It's just a strict strict consultation. And um, uh, you want to tell people how to get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can call me directly at 404-692-0256. We have our Facebook group, Greenwood Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. We're starting a Greenwood. It is started. What is it yeah. called? I think bridging the gap. We're still coming up with the title for the group, but if you just want to go to the page and write questions there, then oh, we'll yeah, yeah. you can contact contact us there as well. What's our website, Emma? Greenwoodwealthmanagement.com. Hey, listen, thank you, Shardaya, for being here, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>